All right, welcome to the Ken Briggs Show. And tonight we're going to be talking to a young lady that uh, just got into metal detecting here a few years back. And she's from Columbia, Missouri, the city where my son lives and uh, works. And their name is Becky Mackey. Welcome, Becky. Hi. Glad to have you on the show. So what got you into, <laughs> except for the weather, yeah, How, what got you into metal detecting, Becky? Um, actually, uh, arrowheads. I was looking at a Facebook group that, uh, about arrowheads, and I started looking at this gentleman's page, as a younger guy, <clears throat> and I noticed that, uh, he belongs to a metal detecting group. And I'm like, metal detecting? Isn't that like for some little old man out on a beach <laughs> with shorty swords and long white tube socks? Yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> yeah, and um, like, so I started looking at this page a little bit, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm reading this guy's description, and he said that he had found some bullets in Jeff City. And then he said Jefferson City, and I'm like, what? Anyways, short story was I found out a guy that was two miles from me, metal detects. Um, we started having conversations uh, about history, and he asked me if I'd like to go sometime with him and his son, and I said yes. Um, we met up. And the first two times we went, it was basically Cannes Law. So then he asked me to go again, and we ended up in Fulton, Missouri, uh, which is a uh, large, I can't, I'm going to start over. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. It's, it's pretty laid back, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, we were detecting in Fulton, Missouri. Um, it is a Civil War area. Um, and I found my first 69 caliber bullet. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I seen the size of it, that's all it took for me to get it hooked to metal detecting. I think that somebody took that bullet. I mean, it, it's huge. Uh-huh. That's what I thought it was. Right. And anyways, um... We went a couple more times, and I got to meet some more people, met some more people on Facebook, and just started going all the time. In fact, I almost uh, felt like I was getting addicted to it, because I'd wake up in the middle of the night in summer, and I'd go to the local park, but I couldn't sleep, mm -hmm. and I would dig change at midnight. <laughs> um, and then I met up with some other friends who live in Warrensburg, and his father detected, and he's like 70, or 70 years old. And we would go hit all the coral lots in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes vacant lots, um, big parks, just different areas. Uh, basically, change hunting. Mm -hmm. Plant hunting. Okay. Then I started uh, detecting more uh, Civil War items in Warrensburg. Um, Jefferson City, um, and in Fulton. 
Okay. And it just kept going. What do you like the most, relic hunting or coin hunting or a little bit of both? I like the diversity of both um, for the fact that um, I've been doing a bunch of dirt digging this last fall, and I'm ready to go back to class for a little bit just, just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just laid-back atmosphere. Um, I'd like to get together with a group and... Uh, have a challenge, like for an hour, who can get the most change? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then go back to relic digging. Okay. How about uh, road terrapin hunting? Do they have money of that down there? Well, um, there are some sidewalk terrapins, but not road hunting. Have you ever done sidewalk hunts? Um, I have once or twice. Um, I have friends who work for the Department of Transportation, and a lot of times these construction inspectors, um, they'll give me a heads up. Oh, that's nice. Or I'll go to the city, and I'll look for streets that they're working on. Have you ever found anything really neat in the uh, sidewalk tear-up center or not? Um, an old pocket knife. Okay. Um, Indian head pennies. Um, iron, but not a whole lot. Okay. Yeah, that's where we hunt all summer long is we hit a lot of the street sidewalk tear-ups, and there's a ton of stuff that we come up with up here. Mm-hmm. What kind of machine you running? Um... Well, I'll start off that I started off with an Ace 250. Okay. And then I ended up going to the AT Pro. Okay. And with the AT Pro, um, I kind of get kept adding on. Um, I got more nail coils. I got an Anderson shaft. Um, got to know my machine really good. And this past year, I bought me a CTX. Okay. And I'm possibly looking at buying maybe the Equinox 800. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about the White's V3i? You know, I really don't know anything about the White's machine. That's yeah, a top machine. Um, most people down here that I know um, are using the AT Pros and they've gone to the mine labs. Okay. Not to say I wouldn't try one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what my main go-to machine is. It's a three-frequency machine, and uh, it tells you pretty much whether you're going to bend over and dig or not. That's what's good about it. It's got color screen and stuff on it. Hmm. I also have an AT Pro. You know, I, I, I like the nail coils. Um, I couldn't explain why they seem to work so much better. Uh-huh. Uh, but with the AT Pro that I have and the Tornado coil, it's great and builds. Yeah, that works pretty good for a lot of people. Um, somebody said I should sell it. 
you know, I get my neural machine and I just can't part with it because it's became a part of me. Right. You know, I've got 15 machines myself. <laughs> but I've been hunting for 51 years, though, too. Um, I think this will be like my fifth year. But, um, okay. The first two years heavily and then kind of sporadic on the last few years. It's a great hobby. What if uh, any little uh, any younger kids getting into it? What would you, what could you tell them about your short time into this hobby? What would you tell them? That it is fun. It's a great way to meet new friends. Um, you have to have patience, and you can't get discouraged. Um, and that. When you see people that have all these neat things that they find, some of it's luck, and a lot of it's a home. It's homework. It, it's doing your research. Right. But just have fun with it. Right. Uh, how about your family? Are they into it or not? No, not really. I've offered to take them with me, and and you know I have the extra detectors, but no one has taken me up on that offer. They like to see what I find. They're interested in that, but as far as going, no. Okay. Do you belong to any clubs down there? No, you know, I don't. I think they used to have one here, but um, I think it fell apart. Um, there are some clubs in Springfield and St. Louis. Uh-huh. Um, I belong to some clubs on Facebook, um, and I tend to. I do go up to Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Okay. I really don't belong to the clubs, but to their Facebook groups, I do. Okay. Uh, when you go up to Rhode Island and Massachusetts, what are you finding up there? Um, it depends. I've been on the beaches a few times, uh, musket balls, um, some silver, not a lot, uh, clad, uh, lead weights. <laughs> um, I've tried the parks. Uh, the parks are very old. Okay. Um, and the couple of times I've been up there, still here recently, have been in the winter time, and so of course the ground's frozen and it doesn't work out too well. Right. But, um, this past year, I got my first Canadian large scent. Um couple of rings, uh, they're uh, old uh, gold-plated rings. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, had pennies, a uh, bumper quarter, my first bumper quarter I got last year, before I started digging them here at home. Okay. Uh, it was made into a love token. Oh, okay, yep. And, uh, a seated dime, uh, like brand new. Well, that's good. Um, I got a button from the War of 1812, uh, the 62nd Regiment. That's an awesome find. It is. I'm hoping to go back to that spot where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'd be going back there, too, finding something like that. Mm-hmm. So anything else you can let me know about your treasure hunting endeavors that you uh, 
are finding or what you hope to find in the future? I have been told that I've had the most unbelievable beginner's luck that there is. Um, I think in my, not quite, it's my first year that I started detecting okay. that I ended up finding a cannonball in Warrensburg. Oh, those are nice. I was with a friend there digging, and we were at, like, at an old home site uh, in the middle of this war camp, or a civil war camp. And the place had been hunted out, supposedly, but with the newer detectors, you know, we'd gone out there, and I was still new with the AT Pro, and it was full of iron, full uh -huh. of nails. Yep. And I was kind of getting bummed out because I hadn't found anything, so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to clear this whole spot of any signal that there is. So I just started digging and digging and pulling out the nails and using my pinpointer to get signals with. And I was pulling these bricks out of the ground, and then I kept getting this signal, and I'm like, pulled out another brick, and I couldn't see what I was grabbing. Mm -hmm. I, my hand, I hit this root, and I could feel this when I thought first of the brick and ended up finding out that it was, I could tell it was round. And by the way it hit, hit my hand, I could tell it was a cannonball. I just knew before I even pulled it out. About three inches round? I'm sorry? Was it about three inches round or was it a bigger one? No, it was a solid six pound shot. Okay. I've got a three pound one that I found up here in Wisconsin. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's see. Um, you know, like I said, it was supposed to be hunted out. And when I found that, everybody was like, you're lucky. Well, nothing is ever hunted out. I came back to that spot the next week, and I found a titanium man's, man's wedding band. And then, um, and that was at a, a tree, that a special tree. Uh -huh. So I came back a year later to the same spot, and I found this bell bag underneath that tree. This bag had um, a Pakistani coin in it, bells, shells, and beads. And I wasn't sure what what I quite found, but I knew I didn't feel right keeping it. Uh -huh. So I put it back and buried it. And left to go, and then I ended up finding out it was a money spell for somebody overseas. Oh, really? Um, the same year, uh, same year I found the cannonball, I found a boot pistol. I guess you have been having pretty good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good year. Uh huh. What is uh, on your bucket list for fines? Bucket list for fines. Um, you know what? I really don't have one. Okay. I'm going to say a silver award. Just like my friends found one. A silver what? A silver award. Okay. Um... Wes Stringer, Chris Himesoff, and Jeff Ford. Okay. Uh, 
they were digging in a spot uh, down south, and I, I, way I understand the story goes is that this old farmer had been saving all the silver throughout the years in jars below his barn, and um, I guess he had passed away, and the barn had burnt, and so they just kind of shoved all the dirt in, and somehow they found that the location was there. They didn't know about the silver, but they were detecting and ended up getting all kinds of crazy signals, and that led to the silver horse, which is actually in this month's magazine of the uh, American Diggers. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we pretty much answered most of the questions I got for you. I would like to thank you for coming on to my show tonight. Well, thank you. I'm kind of short-winded tonight. Uh, the weather was really bad down here. Not as bad as it is up here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if I belonged in a frozen tundra, I'd have to use me uh, some kind of a blowtorch and heat the ground up. <laughs> It'd take more than that to heat the ground up up here. All right. Well, thanks, Becky, for coming on to the show tonight. And we'll uh, check in with you down the road and see what you're finding. And make sure you post your finds and stuff and let us see what's going on. I will do that. Thank you so much for having me on your show. All right. Thank you and take care. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.